0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Before we get started, support for this podcast comes from Boost with Facebook, whose podcast, Boost My Business with David Fisher, features unique perspectives and insight from business leaders and small business owners. Hear stories and anecdotes about businesses just like yours gain insight on what it takes to grow a business, and learn from both the mistakes and triumphs of others. Download Boost My Business wherever you get your podcasts. That's Boost My Business Podcast.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Taylor Davis, joined by McKenna Kelly, here to talk all things gymnastics. Now, today's episode is basically for all you Denver fans out there. We are only talking Denver, and we also have a Denver guest that's going to be joining us. Absolute out gymnast Maddie Carr is going to be joining us. Talk all about her amazing co- collegiate career, and also give us a little insight to what is next for her. She's got some big plans for the next chapter, so we are so excited to catch up with her. McKenna, how's everything going? How's everything now that you're kind of back in the coaching sphere?
0: Oh boy, it's it's been rough. The days have been really long, <laughs> and my back is killing me. <laughs> Five oh gosh. Long. Um, just on my feet a lot and, you know, trying to be a positive light for these kids. And, um, they're having a hard time coming back and, you know, they have to gain their strength, their muscles, their flexibility, everything they had before the break, um, or the break, excuse me, the quarantine, um, -hmm. you know, they're, they're struggling too. We're all kind of struggling together. Um, but my, I have an incredible staff that I absolutely love and my girls are fabulous and the families are fabulous. So, I mean, we're, we're all in this together. Um, it's, it's tough, but it's going to get better for sure.
2: What kind of advice or input are you giving to your girls? Because I'm sure it's frustrating. Absolutely. With a sport like gymnastics, you, you're you forced to take time away the way all these athletes have been, and and your skills are going to show that. They're, it's inevitable. What kind of advice are you giving them, maybe any listeners out there that are getting frustrated with feeling like they've taken steps backwards? What are you yeah. telling your girls to kind of just keep them chugging along?
0: That's a great question um, because a lot of my girls – just start crying out of frustration. Um, they're oh, all of a sudden dealing with some fear issues. They're all of a sudden, you know, they had a, a skill really good before quarantine and then now they can't make it and, and they're frustrated and they, they feel defeated. And um, some of them are scared that they, they won't get all their skills back. And something I um, keep sharing with my gymnasts is just kind of share with them my own story. Um, you know, Hey, I was out for a year and I got mm-hmm. back it's fine. You absolutely can too. Just you know, so so they feel related to, so they feel um, understood. I try to try to do that the best I can. Um, but I, I would say be patient with yourself. If you yeah. need to go back and, and do more basics, do that. We have so much time. That's what I keep telling my girls. There's so much time, um, especially considering the compulsory season is um, cut short. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much time. There's no reason to fret. Be patient with yourself. Go back to the low beam if you need to. Use an extra mat if you need to and get back to a confident place. Um, But your gymnastics and your muscle memory is there. So there's no need to worry about that.
2: That's great. That's excellent advice. Just be patient. This is a weird time. This is something that no one has ever had to go through before. No gymnast has ever had to overcome this obstacle. And so you just got to kind of let it you know, work itself out. And I I would also encourage any athlete that's kind of struggling with with everything that's been going on, getting back into it. Don't compare yourself to others because everyone is going to get through this and get back to their ability and skill level at their own pace, in their own time. Your body is going to get back to it, but don't let comparison steal any of the joy that should come from the small wins and the small progress that you make in this time. So, Focus on you, allow yourself some grace and and some time, and you'll be back at it like, like nothing ever happened. But I think that would be the advice that I would extend as well. Well, we certainly are happy to see a little bit of normalcy starting to return athletes in a multitude of sports getting to get back to what they love. And gymnastics falls in that category as well. Obviously, we talked in the last episode just about the events that will not be happening in 2020, but we certainly can be excited in the fact that gymnasts are back in the gym. In some capacity, we're back at it. So that is a win in and of itself. Well, we are just going to jump right on in to our meet of the week recap, talk all about Denver this week. I'm so excited to talk about this team. We mentioned them throughout season just about how they were steadily in that top 10 top five throughout the season and and they really were making a name for themselves they have been the past several seasons but this season they really were just putting it all together so I was super excited to get to watch them in a little more of a focused analytical way and they certainly did not disappoint so this week's meet was George Washington versus Denver from February which is also crazy because they were just about halfway in um also, just want to go ahead and give a, a bit of a trigger warning. Apologies to anyone who was uh, affected by the fact that this was the meet that Lindsey Brown tore her Achilles in the floor rotation. Absolutely heartbreaking. McKenna's going to have a hard time talking about it. She for real, like, got sick watching it. Yeah. Um, very disappointing because, my goodness, this girl is such a stellar athlete. And even that floor routine, she had my jaw on the floor. So absolutely heartbreaking and difficult to watch but nonetheless we are going to recap this meet talk all about what this Denver team was putting together because it really was impressive. So let's go ahead and start on vault. Yeah so something
0: I kind of noticed right off the bat is uh they use very much of the same lineups for the most part anyway but um, I, I think that has, you know, it could have a multitude of reasons. It could be maybe those are just their standout girls. Maybe um, there's a lot of injuries that year. The, the good news is there were a lot of exhibitions, which means they, they're trying to gain more depth. They're trying to put those girls out there to get more experience. Um, but overall, I was very impressed with the amount of freshmen um, that were um, putting up routines and the quality of those routines along with the confidence um, just immediately coming to mind. Amory, or excuse me, Armory, um, What she's a freshman this year. We'll talk more about her. She's in a good amount of lineups. She was absolutely incredible. She was one of my favorite gymnasts noted in this meet. So anyway, we'll get to vault. We'll get through it right now. Start off with AK Subject. First of all, that name is so cool. I think AK Subject is like it reminds me of, like, a really cool lab experiment, like, almost like Powerpuff Girls meets Dexter's oh, That's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> but anyway, she did a full um, – you're going to take a full. I, I thought she was a little low in her amplitude. She had slight leg separation, um, leg bend onto the table, and she had a small hop back, but not bad. Again, we talk about this all the time. Um, the way you stack your lineups, it usually starts with, um, you know, kind of your baseline to something really, really decent, really good, and then you build from there. So I've been thinking to myself, you know, if this is where we're starting, this is a good place. Uh, then we had Alexandria Ruiz. She had a Your Tank of Fool, too. Um, it looks like she missed her block. I, I, so far, I felt like AK and Alex, um, if I can call her that, Alex, um, it, it seemed like they kind of missed their block. Off the table, Um, they twisted kind of downward into the mat, which created or resulted in a pike down, um, also a small hop back. Then we had a change in scenery. Emily Glenn went soup fool, which is so so impressive. Something you don't see. Um, actually this past year, we, we have seen some souks, um, which is really cool to see kind of a change in, um, the classic Yurchenko. So, um, but another soup full, very impressive, a little bit of a leg separation onto the table, but beautiful in the air. Really like to see, um, the uniqueness from that. Um, then we had Lindsay Brown, who is absolutely incredible with a ginormous, one and a half. Uh, it was so great in the air. The form was absolutely beautiful. She had a huge pop off the table, uh, and she almost had too much power on the landing. But that was phenomenal. Um, and then we had our guest star Maddie Carr, um, who we will be speaking to shortly after this rundown. Um, pretty great one and a half. Uh, she to me has one of the greatest Yurchenko entries. I thought her her roundoff it turns over so so well, um, which mm-hmm. is why she is so good on vault. Um, A little short on the amplitude for Maddie um, Mm -hmm. vault, but I think for her, that was not her best vault. Um, And then it seemed like um, they took Emma Brown out of the lineup. She was listed as um, number six, but uh, she did not vault. But overall, um, very good. I thought vault was good. I think uh, they were, for the most part, clean. Landings were a little off, but um, they were a very clean vault group. So I, I I think this may be one of the best vault
2: um, teams we've broken down so far. I would agree with that, but not because it was that stellar, but because vault has just been not that great across Mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking it. Listen, you're going to hear me sing the praises of this team, the rest of this, but once again, vault, I was just kind of womp, womp, especially the Yurchenko Fools. I I really Mm -hmm. felt like they were, they were kind of weak. And if, if you're, you know, We say this all the time. If you're going to be throwing a Yurchenko full in NCAA right now, which isn't even capable of a 10, it needs to be as close to that 995 as possible. Yeah, I hear you.
0: Moving on over to bars. Um, Just right off the bat, if I'm looking at the whole lineup, I think this is one of the most unique bar lineups. Every bar routine was a different connection. And Taylor, we've talked about this so many times. Um, immediately what comes to mind is Michigan had very repetitive routine. It's mm-hmm. all the same bar routine from just different gymnasts and different styles of gymnastics. But I love the uniqueness um, and the difficulty the, you know, this is something I, I wanted to talk about at the end. I like to recap overall my, my thoughts, but, just from this bar lineup honestly denver reminds me so much of my own team lsu i just feel mm-hmm. like they bring the difficulty they're not afraid to go for things uh, and they've got that underdog mentality they they don't have the national titles to their name they're not always someone you can count on being at that final four but they, but they always make it and i just yeah. i appreciate the the teams that are going to put out the big gymnastics and do it well they do it with execution um and i just i really it makes you respect them and i really really love denver for that and and again I've talked about this before for me this has been really cool to sit down and actually watch a meet that's not my own team from start to finish actually being being able to pay attention to what my competition's putting out there um, so I gained so much respect for Denver. I'm a Denver fan now. Um, yep. I just I really love what their program is and, and how they the, the standard they expect from their gymnasts. But let's get into this. Um, Alex starts off on bars, beautiful giant fool to Zakharov. Uh, she was a little slow on finishing her handstands, pulled in a bit on the dismount, but a fabulous start. Uh, then we go on to AK. She had such great rhythm on her posh to pack. She's a little short on her last handstand, but a beautiful stuck double layout. I think overall all of these dismounts were incredible. Um, and we had Lindsey Brown, huge amplitude on her Sheposh. She had an impressive Sheposh half. So another really incredibly hard, um, release move for her. I mean, especially just in the college world, you don't see that many, um, release moves in a bar routine, a a very difficult routine overall. Her dismount I put was just like, she literally had to slow that thing down to control it. That's how powerful she was. It was just incredible. Um, Emily Gillen, fourth up, her bars reminded me actually of my own. Um, she, Mm. you can tell she's a very powerful gymnast, but you can also tell she doesn't have a natural swing. Um, you can see that by the way she controlled her clear hip and and she pulled in a bit on her Ginger. Um, and that's exactly what I used to do in my bar routine. She just, she looks like she works super, super hard. Um, but it looks like she doesn't know how to like, um work with the natural swing and rhythm of the bar. Um, and you and when we get to floor and we see your floor routine, you can tell that that's this kid is so powerful. Um, again, I, I don't mean to talk about myself, but I literally was watching her. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this if I did college bars, this is what I would have looked like. Cause this is what like I kind of looked like in club. Um, but pretty great routine. I just think she needs to relax more into the natural swing of the bar, like I kind of mentioned um, great stuff landing. Maddie Carr, I literally wrote "Wowie, Wowie, Wow!" So amazing. She is so clutch for this team, um, and we'll talk later with with Maddie. But I think you guys will be surprised at, at what she has to say about where her weaknesses were. Um, but this bar routine was was really, really great. And, and knowing um, you know the information she's she's shared with us, Taylor, I, I have even more of an appreciation for that bar routine. Yeah. Then we had Armory Lockhart, which is who I was mentioning earlier. Only a freshman, um, I do think they put her in for experience. It was a pretty solid routine, besides the funkiness on the dismount. Um, but it's going to be an amazing routine once she gains the confidence and experience. And and I do feel like I I find myself saying that about a lot of exhibitionists or a lot of freshmen. But it, it's just it's the truth. It's just the 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 baseline truth is that it the confidence comes with the experience. Um, So, And I think she's going to be huge for this team, especially with Maddie leaving and, um, you know, her making her way up into the upperclassmen of things. Um, Then we had exhibition, Natalie Wharton. You can see the nerves for sure. Uh, She had a lack of patience, a little short in handstands, but again, very normal for exhibition routines. Uh, This spot is exclusively for gaining that competition experience. So good for her to get out there, put that routine out there, um, and it'll get better with each um, competition that she's able to get into.
2: I totally agree with that. It was interesting. I thought also in watching the broadcast, one of the announcers pronounced it Amore Lockhart and one of them was saying Armory. Yeah, okay. But there is no R before the M. So I think it's Amore. Yeah. But you can see the potential in her. She just needs to compete more. And I think once she does, that power is going to showcase itself. I actually thought, her power showcased itself really well on floor and on bars It kind of got lost in translation a little bit. But I think she's going to be one to watch out for. And I completely agree with you. The entirety of this lineup was was so impressive in in the diversity of the skills that they were throwing, how they mixed it up. It didn't seem repetitive. You didn't get bored. I thought it was so polished and clean without compromising difficulty. And yeah. on bars, that's a very unique balance to find. And it's one that not a lot of schools are able to find. But yeah. one thing that's interesting to me is, you know, with schools like Denver and um, LSU, like you, you made that comparison, if you're going to throw the difficulty and the skills They're presented in different ways on each apparatus. They showcase themselves differently. And the fact that Denver is able to showcase difficulty in a variety of ways with the same athletes on each apparatus is a telltale sign of the caliber of athletes that they are recruiting. Because we didn't have a ton of specialists who just have grace and so they're on beam. Or they have insane tumbling power so they're on floor. You have a variety of athletes on this team that are competing in multiple events with insane difficulty. But they are portraying them in the appropriate way depending on the event they're competing at that moment. I think when you show difficulty on bars, there has to be an ease to it. You almost disguise your power On bars. And these girls were able to do that. When you're on floor and vault, it's a different thing. You got to showcase your strength and see that power. And I think they're able to flip the switch on that. This team has a multitude of skills in. All around athletes. And I think that is a formula for a national championship caliber team. That's a
0: really good point you make. And I also think it, it goes back to their culture and it goes back to the coaching staff and what they, yep. how they train their girls, what they expect from their girls. And, and this team, those girls themselves, what they expect from themselves. You mm-hmm. don't go out and compete and you're just really good at competing. You, you compete, what you practice, you compete your average in practice. That is the bottom line. And that's always something my coaches told us is you compete what you practice and what's your average routine is going to be what you kind of go autopilot to. And that goes to show how hard these girls work. And, um, I keep talking about this, but Maddie talks about the hard work and how they changed the culture and how they decided, you know, we are going to be in the top for a national championship team or national championship contender. And you see that with them. And I also, I love the feel this team gives you. It's so genuine. I feel like they're there because they love it because they want it. It's not because they've got this big name. I don't know. I just, I really like, I don't know if it's the underdog vibe I'm getting, or if it's just Mm -hmm. this group of girls, but I just really appreciate, um, just the whole program that they've got going. I agree. Um, but over to beam, Lindsay Brown starts us off and something to note, just cause you know, we're seeing the same names. Um, and Taylor, you've mentioned this before um, seeing different girls or seeing the same girls in different positions in the lineup. That's huge. Mm-hmm. We yep. see Lindsay Brown. First of all, she's an all arounder. We see her throughout the whole meet. She starts beam. She anchors floor. She's let's see third on bars and fourth on vault. So this girl to have that mentality of being able to be a starter and a closer and and in the middle, middle of the pack girl, like that's crazy. That's really impressive. She either, she's either so natural at that or she knows how to work her brain because that is so impressive. But onto her gymnastics. Um, I loved the front toss to back handspring series. Very different um, and very fierce. That was awesome. Her full turn. I was like, thank you. That's how you do a full turn like <laughs> ladies. Um, she was a little small in her switch sleep. Uh, I loved the front aerial to wolf jump. Her, I loved her beam style overall so much. Um, and then she nailed her gainer full and it was so good. Um, mm-hmm. We had Emma Brown. Her series was very, very difficult. An aerial back tuck. And I say it's difficult because if that aerial isn't square, you have to connect that back tuck. And, and if you're, you're off on the aerial and you don't do the back tuck, you don't get credit for a series at all. So for that to right. be straight and consistent all the time, that's so impressive. Um, she did a, a sheep jump on the beam, which is where you jump back, you arch in the air, you bend your feet, and you you throw your head back, so you lose sight of the beam. A very difficult jump, something you don't see um, very very often in gymnastics altogether. Um, yeah. so a wobble on her side aerial, but another beautifully stuck gainer fool. Um, then we have Alex. Hitch kick to switch side, which is a very cool um, connection there. It was a little short to me. The the commentator actually thought her switch side was good, but to me it looked a little short. Um, I thought her series was a little funky, her knees, and it almost looked a little lopsided. Um, She piped down her aerial a bit, but, again, we had another stuck dismount. She did a piped gainer off the end of the beam. Um, Then we have – I'm just going to call her Lockhart. Just I don't want to butcher her name there. Um, (laughs) But the freshman – I was – in love with her style. She was so fierce. Yeah. Um, and it, just, it was so her. And that's what I love about gymnastics, especially when you can just, their style radiates who they are. And I love that. Um, and I feel like that's what we got from her. Her super impressive triple series. So great. Um, a little short on the leaps. Backhands, we're her full dismount. Um, I wrote, this girl will be a superstar for this team as she gains more experience and confidence. I literally got chills um, reading that just because she doesn't even know what she's capable of. She doesn't know yeah. the road that lies ahead of her. And of course no one does, but her career is about to unfold and she, she's going to have quite the name there at Denver. Um, and then we have Maddie Carr side aerial to back handspring. She did a hitch kick to a side summy, and Maddie does a very interesting side summy. It's a bit, it's a bit odd in, in her technique, but she's always kind of done it like that. Maddie's always been a beam queen. Um, if I remember correctly, Maddie and I actually met at the Nastia cup, Um, many, many years back when we were both still in the JO world. And um, Maddie and I followed each other on Instagram from that. And I just always remember her posting really cool um, beam connections. Uh, Like she would do like front aerial, front aerial to side aerial to like just crazy cool stuff. Um, And so for her to have... um, just different connections on beam. I wasn't surprised, but she had a beautiful leap series difficulty in that, um, split jump full, super flighty, um, huge dynamic, um, round off one and a half dismount. That was like just dropped from the sky. (laughs) Then we have Alexis Vasquez who closed the beam rotation with a 10 spoiler alert. Um, but my goodness does she work the beam? Like it's a floor. Uh, yep. she had incredible leaps she was super aggressive and elegant something that's hard to do is both styles um, really impressive leg up turn so she did a turn and, and pulled her leg to her face so picture your kneecap is at your nose um, been 180 degrees or 360 degrees oh my gosh math is hard I guess 360 degrees um, <laughs> but that turn is so so hard um, and then I wrote holy moly another stuck dismount Um, Yeah. And again, she got a 10. Just so good. I thought Maddie would get a 10. But then when I remembered Alexis was next, I was like, oh, that's what they were waiting for. Yep. But um, and then we had an exhibition, Callie Schlottman. Beautiful series. She actually seemed very confident to me. I liked her pace. I thought she had really cool choreography down on the beam. Um, Little pegged on the dismount. But other than that, I was was impressed in her exhibition spot.
2: I really enjoyed this lineup. I thought it was beautifully executed, once again, back to the point I made on bars, they just know how to switch gears from one event to the next, because each rotation, each apparatus should have a different feel, and that's not the easiest thing to turn on and off, especially when you go from beam to floor, where you're just the entire persona of that event is different. And I just thought that they, they were able to do that on beam. This team was so solid and calm, a couple balance checks, literally, I think two of the routines, but not, not just the way that they performed their skills, but like they were smiling while they were competing beam, like who the freak can do that? Like they just, they had this performance factor on beam that you could tell they were very calm and I think that those that is something that is really key especially when you get into postseason and you're competing on like you know huge stage and the pressure continues to mount this team seemed like they handled pressure well especially that early in the season and with that many underclassmen competing I was really impressed by that and on beam specifically they seemed solid and as a viewer I said this last time you can tell the most nerves or any kind of inconsistency on beam. Duh. I felt calm watching this lineup and that shows you what kind of caliber athletes you're dealing with, that their nerves didn't transfer to anyone watching. I literally
0: didn't even think about that. You're so right. Like I was, I was enjoying watching that beam rotation. Yep. It was pleasant. I didn't feel nervous. I wasn't worried for that. You're so right. I didn't even think about that. That's, that is a really, really good point. And again, like you mentioned, that just goes to show, um, how, how they're able to turn it on in the mindset that they can keep throughout them. That is wow. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Great point, Taylor. Way to go, hey, girlfriend. Girl. McKenna's my, my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right, on the floor. Um, and again, I wanna I wanna touch on this. Taylor mentioned this before. Neither Taylor and I had any idea that this floor rotation would end the way it did. Uh for me personally, this was really hard to watch. I, I actually turned my TV off immediately. I was I felt so sick. Um, Lindsay Brown goes down with um, a torn Achilles in her last pass. So, um, and I, I don't, I watching this meet, I had absolutely no idea this was going to happen. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but her routine was unbelievable. Um, So good. It was absolutely gut-wrenching and heartbreaking um, for her in that moment and for that team too. But let's go ahead and start with Emily Glenn. She starts off um, the Pioneers on floor. I wrote, my goodness, she's powerful. Kind of what I was talking about on bars. You can literally tell that from her bar routine. She starts off with, um, on floor, front through to double tuck, huge tumbling pass, big step on the double, um, the double pike, which was her last pass. We only saw two passes from her because she gets that front requirement and the front tuck step out counts as a front tumbling pass. So we only see two passes from her. Um, I thought her leaps were a little tight though. Um, second up, AK subject. Big double pike with a good landing, beautiful front layout, front pole. I thought it was very flighty and very patient on when she twisted and when she started her next flip. Um, if, if that's, if you front tumble, that's what it should look like. Um, I thought her leaps were small too and she was a little short on that double back. She looked a little winded, um, before that last pass. Um, you could tell she was a little off with the music. Um, but girl, been there, done that. I get it. Um, and we had Alex up, who we've seen so much. I mean, so far we've seen all these girls in every about every lineup. Great double tuck and huge, great landing. Um, best leap so far in the lineup. I her one and a half. Um, it was funky, and she should have been able to do a front layout out of that, but she didn't quite turn over that round off enough in the beginning, um, and so she and unfortunately she had to, to do a front tuck instead of a front layout. Um, so not not the value of skill she meant to do. Uh, she was short on the double pike to land. Um, I wrote last two gymnasts seemed like they just suffered kind of of an endurance thing.
2: Um, yes,
0: you know maybe maybe it was a nerve thing, an adrenaline thing. Who knows? I mean, maybe something in their personal lives going on. So that's a whole other thing. But um, just just you know, from outside looking in, it just kind of seemed like an endurance issue. Um, then we had Lockhart up, <laughs> beautiful leg up turn, something you don't see uh, in college. You don't see turns in college. It's not required. So that was really cool. Um, she had a huge front through to stuck, solid, double tuck. I was loving this Michael Jackson routine. Um, she worked the floor so well. She looked so happy. It looked like it fit her. Uh, this kind of goes back to her style on beam. I think she just owns who she is, and I, I love that. Um, she had awesome leap she had a torture play full which is a very difficult um, leap and it also gets her that e um, credit that she needs um, so so far this girl has a lot of difficult dance in her routine which is also a cool um, and different thing to see in in the lineup here uh, great double tuck to land and I thought by far the best choreography in the lineup um, then we had Maddie Carr Um and something I'm not sure if the listeners know, but Maddie actually trained at the same gym as Maggie Nichols and Olivia Troutman. So she's from that area. And I feel like we can, if you're watching gymnasts from the same club gym at different colleges, I feel like you can kind of tell where they're from just to, yeah. you know, how they're raised in their gym. And, um, I feel like floor, you could definitely see some of those, um, twin city twisters, um, techniques from, from Maddie, but uh, she had a huge front hand spring, double twist, um, best I've seen in college. My jaw actually dropped. Um, and I wrote so, so cute. Ugh, love her because she just, and like you said on, on beam Taylor, they're so happy. Like this whole team is just thrilled to be there. They're so genuine. I really felt that radiating from Maddie and the score team. Um, she had beautiful leaps, beautiful one and a half to front full, which is a difficult connection. Um, great routine from Maddie. And then we have Lindsay Brown, who um, the commentators actually mentioned she is a national champion on this event. So you can already expect her to be fabulous. Um, I wrote, are you kidding, in all caps, that double layout made me insecure. Like, watching that double layout made me, like, feel like I should have never trained it in my life. Because that was so good. Like, that is how you do double layout. And it looks so effortless for her. I wrote, if your double layout doesn't look like Lindsay's, don't do one. And also talk to myself because um, she had a great second pass. Um, and then unfortunately that last pass, um, I, I literally felt sick to my stomach. I, I felt like I was going to pass out. I just, I turned it all off because if you guys know anything about me and my gymnastics career, then they're done that. I've done the Achilles thing. It is the most heartbreaking the most painful moment, um, you can experience. And I I can't imagine doing that in a meet in your home crowd on your last event, on your last pass. Um, I mean, I'm sweating thinking about that now talking about it, but, um, my heart goes out to this girl, um, and her team, Uh, you know, Lindsay, if you're listening, girl, you're going to be so weirdly thankful for this thing. Um, You're going to become a better gymnast, a better person from this. Don't forget your why. Don't forget about your team. I don't even know if she's listening, but this is just, for anyone out there, I weirdly get excited about injuries um, because there's so much to learn, um, so much worth, and, and so much good can happen from it if you allow it. So, um, but overall, I, I thought this floor rotation, this whole meet, really, we talked about it very, very underdog, but they're so jam packed with difficulty and the love and the passion is there. And that's something you can't teach. That's something that doesn't come um, from talent. That is something that comes from like-minded individuals wanting to ch- go for the same goal. Um, that's got to come from within, and you you see that in every piece of gymnastics that they put out on the floor. So again, I am I am a Denver fan from here on out, um, and I only wish the best for them next season.
2: I totally agree with you, and obviously they are losing some absolute stars, but it does seem like they have laid a foundation that will be able to continue. I was entertained with this full routine. There was some great tumbling in it. I agree with you. There were a few that by the last pass, you could tell the fatigue was there. But again, this was only, what, six weeks into the season. So maybe the endurance, you know, would have continued to build toward postseason because we know how incredibly important that is with the new regional format to have that stamina that you can, you know, sustain competing at that high of a level because the third pass in several routines was, was not, you know, strong enough. But um, this team to me, I remember, and sorry, this may be a trigger for you. A few years ago, I don't remember what year it was, but um, LSU was a favorite to end up with the title and they got beaten out of the Super Six. They didn't yeah. even make it to yep. Super Six. Yep. Auburn beat them.
0: Yep, that was and
2: ended um, up in the Super
0: Six. That was the year before I went, so
2: that was I was a senior in high school. Okay, yeah. And I feel like Denver had a had potential this season to be a team like that. Come postseason, mm-hmm. I feel like they could have really shocked one of the big dogs. Agreed. Like they Agreed. just had this uninhibited love for for their team and their sport and their program with not as much of the pressure that some of the big dogs do I just and they had the talent to match it it wasn't on a whim or luck this team was freaking stacked I just don't think that they've gotten to the point of of prominence in NCAA like Oklahoma and Florida where it's just expected that they're the top two But I think Denver could have given one of them a run for their money. I really do. I think if a few of these things had tightened up, once again, vault would have been the biggest difference maker, and you can just see it the more we do these breakdowns. But a few things tightened up here and there, I think they could have – there would have been some sort of upset in postseason with Denver around, 100%.
0: Agreed. I think hard work pays off, and these girls – are consistent and the love and good and attitude pays off. Great. Absolutely. And it, I, again, I think it all drives from passion and it all drives from yeah. the, also the fact that they don't have that big burden of, Oh my gosh, we have to do X, Y, and Z again, because we did this last year and this is what our, our, our program is. And this is who we are. Like, it seems like, like they're defining that they're defining who yeah. we are and, it, and they're doing that with so much passion Um, they, they have nothing to lose and you can see that they're almost competing with a sense of freedom, with a sense of like, we want this and we're going to make this happen. So, um, kudos to you Denver. And again, I'm, I'm a fan. Same.
2: You got two fans over here. Well, let's bring in someone who knows way more than we do about that program. Maddie Carr talked to her about this past season and everything that her college career meant to her. But before I do that, have to tell you guys about our sponsor. While you're waiting out this craziness at home, you can still be having some fun betting with our partner betonline.ag. Now we still don't have regular NBA, NHL, MLB, although there is talks that it's sooner than we think, fingers crossed. But don't you worry, in the meantime, BetOnline still has hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back. You've got Madden and NBA 2K simulations. You've got the UFC. So there's plenty of fun to be had. They also have The Final Dance, which is roundtable interviews from ex-Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper as they discuss the Michael Jordan documentary in full, which like any more of that content that I can be taken in, I'm gonna. So you might as well go ahead and head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100 and they're going to give you a welcome bonus on your first deposit. So again, betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100. All right, everybody. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our guest. Now that McKenna and I have raved about her for the past 30 minutes, let's go ahead and talk with Denver standout gymnast, Maddie Carr. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you
1: guys for having me. I'm super excited.
2: Well, we are thrilled, that is for sure. Obviously, like I said, McKenna and I were just doing our Meet of the Week recap, talking all about Denver, and it was just apparent how much of a backbone you have been for this team and this program. So first and foremost, congratulations on everything that you accomplished in your career. Talk to me a little bit just about you know the entire course of your career, now that you've had some time to kind of reflect and look back on the journey how do you feel like you grew most during your four years
1: yeah um it has definitely been a huge huge growth curve and I think um I think the greatest thing is I felt super prepared coming into college um my club gym of Twin City Twisters did a great job of preparing me um they do such an amazing like total team, um, aspects of just training and every single day in the gym, it's always, you know, you're kind of looking forward to the college environment because they set you up to excel so well. And I think that obviously got me psyched to, um, come to the University of Denver and yeah, freshman year was a big, um, big kind of step and a big growing change that, um, Yeah, it was just kind of fun to experience. Obviously, um, right away from the beginning, we uh, made it to NCAAs my first year, and that was the first time since 2001 the program had um, made it. And so, obviously, right off the bat, we were kind of um, changing the program and changing the culture to a winning um, culture, and it's just been a great experience being a part of that. And obviously with that, like, there's ups and downs and I'm not going to, you know, be naive to say that it wasn't challenging. I mean, it was extremely challenging, um, which, and that's how, you know, any program is when you are the underdog and you're trying to grow into this winning mentality. And um, it's just been really, really cool. And the girls have been so amazing. And so, um, supportive, you know, we, yeah, it has just been a great journey and it's just been a really a lot, a lot of hard work.
0: Yeah. First of all, I laughed when you talked about freshman year being growing pains because it is just this whole new world that you were thrown into from the club atmosphere to college. I mean, it sounds like twin city, excuse me, twin city twisters. That is hard. (laughs) Sounds like they did a really good job of you know kind of creating that atmosphere, replicating it for you, you know, preparing you like you had talked about. Um, so that that's huge because I obviously I know too that freshman year is just it's just so different. That's the best way I could describe college gymnastics to anyone that asks me. You know, what's it like? It's just it's different. I think the growing pains, like you mentioned, is is really really true. Um, it's just about getting used to things and kind of understanding the culture of how things work. Um, you know, when we when we talk to college gymnasts. Everyone, um, you know, has their love story of how they fell in love with their school and how they picked, your, how, how they picked the school that they were at. So talk to us a little bit about um, how you picked Denver and, and how that became home for you.
1: Yeah, I think um, the cool part about my story is I wasn't a highly um, sought after recruit. It wasn't really until my sophomore year where schools um, got a little bit of interest, but I wasn't really even recruited in the top 10 programs at the time. Um, They either were full my class or um, had other recruits ahead of me on their priorities. And so Denver was kind of really the place where I felt like, yeah, they really wanted me. And um, that's kind of a cool experience to have. And so I was excited. I, I absolutely am in love with the mountains here and I'm in love with the campus and It really just felt home to me coming from Minnesota. And so, yeah, this ended up being the place that I now call home. And um, I'm just very thankful for that recruiting process and um, just the way that the coaching staff treated me and the girls on the team. You know, they really welcomed me in. And it just, yeah, it felt like the place I was meant to be. And, you know, I'm just very thankful that it all um, worked out and it has been um, everything and more.
2: That's so cool. I think that that's that's the best advice for any young gymnasts who are starting to look into that that college route. Whether you are, you know, everyone is going for you, or or it seems a little quiet. It's going to work itself out. It is somehow going to find you. You just have to be open to the possibilities, keep your heart open, and you always end up finding your right footing. It's always interesting to me to hear these stories from you guys and just hear how it just felt right and it just kind of took care of itself. And I think that that's the best advice for any young gymnast in that situation. I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about how, you know, from freshman year, you guys were changing the culture at Denver. Denver became one that you expected to see on that national stage. And, you know, unfortunately, with the way season ended this year, we were unable to see how postseason would have panned out. But after recapping the meet that McKenna and I did, I mean, all signs pointed to you guys gunning for that national title once again. As someone who was such a huge part of that culture turnaround, What all went into it?
1: What allowed Denver to become one of the top programs in the nation? Mm -hmm. I think, um, on a daily basis of choosing, you know, our goals were, um, at the time, you know, it was super six and now, um, being in that four on the floor, our goals never strayed from that. And I think that was kind of cool to see. And also, Um, just the competitiveness in the gym it you know it was competitive when I came in but it got to a whole new level and I think that was something super cool um, to be a part of and just you know so many girls made so many amazing improvements that um, is just honestly it's kind of the best part of just being a part of it is just you know going from girls who were either walk-ons or whatever and getting a scholarship because they worked so incredibly hard um, and then they deserved it. And, you know, even if it was competing one or two routines, it was still, you know, contributing so much to the team. And I think that overall competitiveness and that um, desire to want to compete and succeed for your other teammates really kind of shown through during last four years and uh, that's honestly is what made us so successful
0: it's so it's so you know you say that and it's like obviously if, if you want to change something you guys have to change your mindset but for a team of what 15 to 18 girls for you guys to every day each individual decide that that's the mentality you're going to have it's one thing to say that's your goal but to choose to do that is a whole other ball game i have so much respect for you guys i think I mean, my team in a sense too, I feel like LSU and, and teams like Denver too, like y'all bring the difficulty, y'all pack the the game. You don't you don't water things down and try to go cookie cutter. Like you guys have difficulty and you have talent. And to have that mentality to choose to come in the gym every day and work on work towards your goals, that is so, so hard. I mean, you guys are rewriting the legacy you you want to change the future and and it's easy to it's easier said than done for sure so um but i think there's something about that underdog mentality um that, that it kind of allows you guys to you you think to yourself, we have nothing to lose we might as well give this all we got because we haven't we haven't done what we said we wanted to do so i know that that always is a good fuel to have but i just have so much respect um, for your team and, and especially for the leadership that you provided for them and what you did for them every year and um, just the athlete that you are. Looking back over your career, I know it's hard to pick, but if you could pick maybe a few, one of your favorite memories, what would that be?
1: Um, I have uh, two, two big ones that kind of come to mind. But um, the first one being one of our – So last year was my junior year. And we I had a teammate who was then a senior. And she had, she's had five knee surgeries. And she just went, I mean, you know, just every single year was grinding and grinding and couldn't quite get over the hump of being injured and um, whatever. And she got to compete a bar routine on senior night. And I think For most of us that was probably one of the coolest moments because she was the girl um, who was always consistently on bars pushing us to keep getting better because she was that seventh eighth person in lineup that was pushing the lineup to um, to excel and she finally got her shot and it was just it was obviously we were all um, mostly in tears, and it was a very special moment and then to continue going on that year and um, make it to the top four. And yeah, just that was um, obviously the biggest thing that has happened for this program and kind of the catalyst. Um, hopefully that sparks you know, many more national championships in the future.
2: That's awesome. I I mean, it certainly looks like the foundation is set and and it's a program that's going to continue heading in the right direction. And you've certainly left your mark. I want to get a little insight from you since we were watching this meet. I mean, you've been an all-around staple in like a bazillion meets by this point. So it was like nothing for you watching you on each event you just have this ease about your gymnastics. It it really just seems like it's so natural for you. And I know that that doesn't come without incredible hard work and determination, but I would love to hear from your honest perspective, which one did you think you were best at brag on yourself a little bit, girl? It's okay. Which one did you think you competed the best, but also which one during your college competition years, did you feel like you really had to work the hardest to improve?
1: Yeah, that is, that is a great question. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, for me, obviously vault, um, has been one of my strengths all four years. It's mm-hmm. been consistent and, um, has, I competed the Yurchenko one and a half, um, throughout most of my Jo career. And so it was very easy, obviously transitioning into college and being able to have that ten o start value. Um, right. Yeah. It just makes, you know, competing it so much easier and, Um, a lot more fun when you are chasing tens every single meet. And so that's probably been the most consistent um, event for me. And then I would say both floor and bars were more of my weaknesses. Um, Just because bars, I kind of came in as You know, I had three cast handstands in my bar routines, and, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes down to college gymnastics, they're looking for the handstands and the stick, and so I think my freshman year, they kind of waxed me a lot on that, and Mm. um, I also had a full-in bar dismount, which I ended up changing into a double layout coming in as a freshman, so there was just a big learning curve on bars where I was, you know, competing a new bar routine for the first time in six years, Um, and... You know, and then we decided sophomore year that we needed to get rid of a handstand. Um, So bars has changed drastically since my freshman year. And I have definitely poured a lot of hard work into that, a lot of hard work of just fixing my um, bar line. I'm naturally a pikey kind of gymnast. I've got really terrible hip flexors that are very tight. And so kind of straightening that out um, has been a challenge but also I mean it has paid off so much in this past year I was able you know to have five five ish nine nine seven five which has been super cool to just see that hard work does pay off and then on floor I was kind of getting whacked um, not being able to have an e-tumbling pass and actually after having knee surgery in October I was Kind of a little bit terrified to do a double pike again on floor. And I had been training a front handspring double full, um, but just hadn't been able to just get enough reps and like be able to consistently have it for the last three years. And after knee surgery, it kind of just ended up working out in my favor. And I was able to get that front handspring double full by, I think, a couple meets in. Um, I was able to put it on the floor in competition, which was actually the first time I had ever made it on the floor. Um, <laughs> you know, you kind of don't, you don't hear those stories like until after the fact, but that was me. I was kind of, you know, we were like, all right, let's just do it. Did one warm up, made it and we we're like, all right, let's go. So, um, I think floor that definitely paid off for me. Having that financing handspring double full was a big, um, leg up this past year.
0: Nice. It's so crazy you say that because I, watching your financing front double full, I was, my jaw literally dropped. I was like, that's the best front double fool I have, I have ever seen. Like it, it, it had so much flight and amplitude and it popped. You finished your twist before you, like it was so good. So it's interesting to me that like, that was a skill that it took you a lot of time. I mean, obviously with a knee injury, that's going to like for sure hold you back, but That is crazy. Yeah, and like you said, like people don't know the -the behind-the-scenes story. They don't know all the the work and the drama and all the the hardships along the way um, that it took to get to where you are now. So that is so interesting that you say that because that was so stinking good. Um, Well, Maddie, before we let you go, I would love to ask you, what is next for you? What's next for, you know, closing this chapter of gymnastics?
1: Yeah, um, it has been... Quite the crazy last couple of weeks, um, especially, you know, with the NCAA um, ruling to obviously not let winter sports come back. And um, I think before that, though, i had kind of made up my decision and I, in November, had actually already accepted a job starting in September here of 2020. And so um, I will be fully working full time and I've kind of... I'm starting to slowly step away from gymnastics and I'm um, am, am ready to work. And first thing first, though, I have to graduate. And so that's been my <laughs> priority of the last, you know, few days. We're heading into finals now next week. And so um, I'll be graduating with my degree in business information analytics and we'll be using that. And I took a solutions engineering position with Deloitte Consulting and I'll be working um, with... The government in different projects. And I think, yeah, I'm very, very excited to get started on that. I just think that there's so much, um, hopefully, that I'll get to see and experience. And um, whether that's helping with education systems or transportation, or um, there's a good chance that I could even be working um, with other government projects that I obviously won't be able to say much about. But um, yeah, so I think it's going to bring a new kind of twist on life but I'm definitely staying active and um already bought my season tickets who knows if they'll be able to um if I'll be able to attend meets this year but hopefully I'm crossing my fingers and I'll still be super involved um obviously with the Denver gymnastics program and I'll be here local so um they can kind of call on me whenever they need but I'm kind of now uh, their biggest cheerleader, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: amazing. Um, congratulations on already having that job lined up. You are a step ahead, girlfriend, but congratulations once again. Just just such a, an amazing career. You made a mark on that program at Denver. You made a mark on NCAA gymnastics, and you will certainly be missed, but definitely exciting that you are stepping into a new chapter, and I'm sure there will be good things to come. So Maddie Carr, thank you so much for joining us, and you are welcome back here
1: anytime. Well, thank you guys so much for having me, and obviously I love talking gymnastics, and so yeah, it's just um, incredible to kind of just go through this all and have these great friendships, and get to know other gymnasts along the way and so I am extremely um, supportive of you guys and it's super cool to um, listen and watch what everyone's been doing and definitely a big supporter and we'll continue to keep supporting well
2: thanks for having me All right, everyone. Well, that will wrap it up for us this week on Chalk Talk. Thank you all so much for listening and following along. We know that stories and topics are kind of slow, kind of at a halt right now, but we will continue to bring you as much as we possibly can. Just hang tight with us until things start picking up because it does seem like the pendulum is swinging back to where we need it to be. We are going to recap another meet next week. It is time to talk about the tide. We are going to be recapping Alabama and the meet of the week that we have chosen will be Alabama versus Missouri. The date of that was February 9th, 2020. And again, it is on YouTube. So make sure you watch Alabama versus Missouri. Be ready to talk all about the tide. Everyone have a happy, healthy, safe couple of weeks. McKenna and I will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show
1: support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
0: on YouTube.